welcome to the Talk Nuffle podcast. First of all, may I begin with an apology? There's no musical uh, excitement, no no Blood Bowl song. Who can we blame for that, Phil? James? Probably. <laughs> that's a record, that's a record, that's a record I try, time. I'm trying to get the blame again as like, earlier and earlier every single time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, make, we'll make it up and make it up to you next time. If you've got any suggestions of songs we can cover, things we can do, um, let us know. And we'll not do it. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, anyway, it's been some time, hasn't it, Phil? It's been quite a long time. We were just going through the stuff that we did last time and uh, what we need to cover this time. And we actually haven't recorded since the Backbreaker, have we? No, and indeed. And the Backbreaker was, what, end of May? It was earlier than that, Phil. Was it mid-May? <laughs> it was like 18th? April? A- 18th of May? March? 12th of May. Oh my god, what year is it? Who's <laughs> um, But yeah, we haven't done anything since Backbreaker. So we should talk about Backbreaker, shouldn't we? We should. Shall we run through what we're going to do over the whole episode first? Yes, we? please okay. do. So we're going to talk about Backbreaker, and then we're going to also talk about the Pearly Kings and Queens, which is run by the ECBBL, the oldest Blood Bowl League in London. So we'll do a little tournament roundup kind of thing. Uh, and then we'll go into some leagues that we've uh, sort of both both of us have played in all three. Mm. Yeah, so uh, we're both played in the uh, most recent ECBBL season. So we'll talk about our ups and uh, mainly mainly downs in that. Uh, and then we'll talk about the sevens league that the DBL ran, and then uh, a look to the WFL final. More on that later. And then we'll round up with a bit of hobby stuff at the end, won't we, Phil? Excellent. So first things first, the Backbreaker Cup. Who runs that? The I run it apparently. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> That's why you know the dates. I already can't remember stuff. when it was. It was it was the twenty third of May or okay. thereabouts. And I know that because I'm looking through my emails right now. And we've already booked out the venue for next year. Oh nice. So same, much fun same than it weekend. was. Same weekend. Awesome. Already booked out, ready to go. So Backbreaker, we had about forty people in total. Um, and it was a massive drunken success. It was really good, wasn't it? I'm really sad I missed last year. Due to um, unavoidable family commitments, but this year mm. I was there in force and I really enjoyed it. Indeed, we had a really great mix, lots of new faces as well, lots of returning people, um, everybody seemed to love it, and the beer went down very well indeed. It did. So we'll start off with the, the people who won, and we'll give them all a bit of a bump, and I don't have their NAF names to hand, all I've got is their actual names. What? I know. Are we allowed Sorcery! To, are we allowed to expose are we, them? Are we, allowed, are we going to be outing them as hobbyists? Yeah, probably. <laughs> all, all of our one listener will now be posting this everywhere and telling everyone who right. they really are. He didn't even win anything. No, I know. I know. But does he ever win anything? I don't think he was actually there. He pretends that he won a Super Bowl, doesn't he? No, I've won one. You've won one. I've won one. But I haven't actually got a record of, uh, of uh, oh, James winning one. Expunged. <laughs> <laughs> so well done to to Paul Andrews. I think he plays in Bromley normally. He does, yeah. Um, he won the overall thing, and he's got absolutely the, fantastic. And he's got uh, the little son Mini Morg who was there. Indeed, as well. and Mini Morg, he won most touchdowns did as he? well. What a legend! We, and he won best sports at the Super Bowl. He's he did, clearing he up this year. He is going to be one for the future. And um, one of the things we did for the prizes was if you won a prize or an award. You then couldn't win a second, okay. and you got your most prestigious, and it went down to the next one in the list. That's cool. And for most touchdowns, all of the people above um, Josh won other awards, so they came to him, <laughs> and his Brilliant. face was an absolute picture. It and was. we had uh, Jim Slater, who I believe is Besters. Yeah, that's right. He was second place. Alex McGuinness in third. We had Mike Rathbone with Best Painted, uh, Alex Leopard with Best Stunty. And then Joe Wood with the wooden spoon. That's the, the coveted prize that we all won. The most coveted prize. And we gave away, I think, about four different teams, the host of star players, 
Uh, Spike Magazine dice. Did you get a team of Choi for that or not? No, no, no. Okay. So I, th I think the intention was to give us a, a team for oh, that. But then they've never... given it to the DBL now instead. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. We're giving so out the actual There are all sorts league. of communication mishaps. <laughs> yeah, so we, we gave away... Um, it might be a Grebo Chaos team with all the mutations. I think it was Grebo. We gave away the like the Macedonian Spartan looking team by... Yeah, it's one of, is that one of those, is there? The I one, that, the one like... that um, Jimbo uses. Oh, I quite like it. Which sort got of... destroyed at UKTC. By somebody like Nothing. Or does someone just throw it on the floor and smash yeah, it up and into they bits? All, they all fell apart. Mm. Um, and then a full high elf team as well from somebody else. Oh, God. We should do these recordings a bit sooner so I can remember <laughs> what happened. Or maybe make some notes and do it properly. Yeah, then there's a dark elf team as well, the new dark elf team. Nice. Then there was a Nurgle team, a Chaos Mino, um, various other bits. Um, big, big thank you to Matthew Wallace from the DBL and the Governors who donated three full teams as prizes. Did he? Yeah. What a legend. Indeed, and I made some lots of other donations and lots of other generous people as well. So thank you very much to everybody. Thank you to all the Governors as well who came and organised. It was an excellent event. We'll be running it next year. Um, we hope to make it even bigger and better. But the best thing about it, I think, for me, um, was the cast beer that we had. That was awesome. And you got a discount on a different cask beer every round, didn't you? Exactly, yeah. Cool. So three different cask beers, and when they were gone, they were gone. And they were gone every round. Mm. <laughs> and then at the end, we were all out of cask beer, just the cans of lager left. So we'll get even more beer in next time. But um, thank you everybody for attending. Look out for it next year, May 23rd. Um, we'll be emailing things around for Backbreaker 4 then. I mean, it had everything, didn't it? It even had, nudity, well, almost full nudity. From, yes. uh, from one of the winners. What did Mike win then? You didn't read his name out. Mike Rathbone. He yeah, got best Mike. painted. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Did he you read so, him out? Yeah. yeah so, yeah, so, so, so Mike, Mike didn't think he'd won anything, but nonetheless came prepared, <laughs> and I understood. Changed into this, especially before prize giving, just in case he did win something. So, um. Call out his name. Next thing you know, he's striding towards me, about to hand him a prize. And just like Magic Mike, or one of the Chippendales or whatever, he whips off his trousers, which have the button poppers all down the side. <laughs> the old breakaways. And then takes his shirt off as well. <laughs> Don't you always wear them in court, Phil, just in case? And naturally. <laughs> in case you need to expose and, yourself. Um, and yes, it's, uh, and then he's just there in his pants. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were leopard skin pants. They were leopard skin pants. And there he was, leopard skin pants. And, and there's, was... a, there's a fantastic photograph going around where you're like shaking his hands, laughing and kind of not sure where to look. Because you're kind of like, where do I look? Do I look at his nipple line? Because he's quite a tall fellow, Mike, he's, as well. He's, so. he's of stature. So you're like, do, do I look up, gaze up into his eyes as he shakes my hands? And then yeah. sort of slinking around the side of your body there's two cheeky hands from jerome and ollie that look like they're trying to grope him i'm like what are they are they like holding out hands to shake it oh, i don't know mm. but um but it is a fantastic picture but well done mike a beautifully painted did he have his amazons was it his amazon the, or, or the the vampires that he uses as both was it that was it? it could it have been i don't know i think maybe it was his goblins we'll have to ask him He's got so many beautifully painted teams. I think teams. he's the excellent. He converts really well too, doesn't yeah. he? He's got a, a lovely kind of concept that he does with all of his teams too. Mm -hmm. And I think with, particularly when you're converting stuff as well, having an idea or a concept and sticking to that thing. And actually being able to see it through is hard. And, and yeah. your simians are a great example of that. Thanks, man. Exactly. Mm. 
So uh, justice, justice for Harambe. Yeah, but we'll talk more about them in the hobby harem later on. <laughs> so that's not the only tournament that we've had since the last time we cast a pod. Um, I, can I say cast a pod? Shall we? I don't know. I, we don't usually do this, but since I actually played in the Batbreaker, shall I just shout out like my opponents and say that the games I played and things like that? If you like want that? to. I mean, only if you like. It'll take like five minutes. We'll do it. Might as well go through it. So what did I do? Yeah, I actually, well, I, was, uh, I saw on your on your list you had Besters in second place. I played Besters first game. Um, you I gave took, him an easy win. I did give him an easy win. Well, I took um, I took Dwarves to this, which I know that um, Leopard is particularly enamoured to. <laughs> um, but I kind of tried to go for a fun Dwarf team. So I had basically the normal Dwarf team, but I sacrificed almost all my rerolls to get a Chainsaw and a Bomber in. as like the star nice. players, and which were a lot of fun. starting Death Roller. No, I didn't have death roller, so because you can't get, you haven't got the points back. So I had one re-roll. Can you not build the starting dwarf team with a death roller and then take a bomber and a chainsaw star player? I don't think you could. Well, you'd, you'd sacrifice positionals. I had all the positionals, so I had two, oh, okay. I had two runners, two slayers, two blitzers, and the two star players, and just had one so re-roll. So thirteen roster. Yeah, okay. and it, it was actually a decent roster with a bit of fun because the bombers a bit of a mm. laugh, chainsaws. How many re-rolls? One re-roll and a leader, so I had two re-rolls overall. Ah, that's not that bad, is it? No. And you've got you've got the key skills on the key players, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the interesting thing about the backbreaker comp, I think we talked about this before, but is that it's you've got a restriction how many times you can duplicate skill. Yes. Which I think is really good because the opt. I'm afraid to say, regardless of, regardless of how you spin it, the optimal dwarf build would be because you get five skills, don't you? Would be to take block on your runner and probably just four guard would actually mm -hmm. be the optimal because then you're you're just going to get all two dice blocks. But because you've got the limitations, I think it's really good. It means you can't take all that guard. I had one guard, I think, and then a sort of mixture of other different oh, very skills. Nice. But yeah, so anyway, so I played Besters in the first round. He had Undead. And it was actually, again, a really fun game. Besters is one of those ECBBLers who takes the game quite seriously. He gets quite a competitive face on when he's playing, so, mm. you, so it sort of depends how you approach that. But um, I quite enjoyed it. He's always a nice guy to share a drink and a cigarette with him. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a really good bloke. And um, I just had a, I had a thing right at the end where we were. He was one. He won one nil, and he was one nil up. And I miscounted the number of squares a blitzer could move because dwarves are very slow. <laughs> and I thought, uh, oh, I hand off two GFIs and I'll score. And he was like watching me do it. And then I went GFI. No, no, no. When I tried to move six squares because I just got confused between the rounds. What did they move five? They move five. Oh shit! And best. he was just like, "That's a go for it." I was like, "Oh shit! I'm out of range." He's like, "Yep." <laughs> I was like, ah, no. Um. So yeah. So I, I ended up losing one nil. Uh, but it was a good you, fun you, game. You lost on that basis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I would have still had to roll the TGF five, which I didn't do. But you know, okay. I did. I lost on the miscount of not figuring it out correctly. But you know, these things happen. That's blood bowl. Um, and then I played, I'm trying to think if I played second, because I played Phil Gunn's third, and then I played um, that really lovely guy from the Warboard Bromley crew with the halflings, the nuts guy with the ponytail and the tattoos. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's a really super bloke. Who did I play second? I played, because I played, yeah, I definitely played Bester's first and Phil third. Was his name Tom? Yes, it was Tom. Maybe if I look at the list of players, I'll remember who I played yeah, in the my other phone, game. My phone's misbehaving. Oh, super, super Tom, anyway. Super Tom. But so, um, so, yeah, I definitely played Phil second or third, and he had vampires. He had the Wilhelm Cheney vampire build with the pro stuff, and yeah. he was really super pissed off because, you know, there's, there's this build going around at the moment where you basically take six vampires, all with pro, yeah, and then Cheney. Um, but because you've got the limitations of duplications, you can't take... All pro, so Phil was Phil was really grumpy about that. I um, I must confess, I'm not persuaded by it as as a build that I would take. 
I can see the merits of it, mass pro, and indeed it's a force multiplier, isn't it? The more pro you have, the better it is. Mm. Having just one pro is a bit inconsequential, maybe, but I don't know. That's a topic for another day. Talking about the, the limitations. Well, I mean, you could you could lift the limitations on tier four, or mm. tier, you know, for example, it is an option to explore yeah. where you think it doesn't matter as much. But I don't know. It, there's very few builds where you want to take. <laughs> just five or six skills identically true um but yeah poor, poor Phil, i mean this this was a game where neither kind of we had a lot of fun but weirdly neither of us sort of enjoyed the outcome was, or, it, or like, was it a bit of a salty game yeah did, did you see <laughs> did you see the dice cup full of salt <laughs> so so there was a well that this is essentially the thing for the first 75 percent of the game so Phil lost Cheney in like turn two or three, Good. and then I was just—I was just smashing off his vampires. I was, you know, doing what I wanted, mm. um, and then uh, so I was—I was, you know, on course for the old dwarf grind, two-one win, and I was—I was—I was happy. It was all going well, and then uh, on turn sort of five or six in the second half, I rolled a double skull with no rerolls left. And he picked the ball up and scored at one oh. two one. <laughs> so it's just so earlier on in the game when I was smashing Cheney off. There's a brilliant picture going around of uh, Phil pouring salt into his eye and getting a super salty man. Um, and then I, whilst he was in the lavatory, I filled up his dice cup to the brim with salt and brought it out to the wow. girls. Because you know the DBL loves dice cups, right? No, I, I, I actually brought you the salt, Tom. If you oh, you did? Yeah, you brought me the salt to fill the I dice cup. I was the instigator of this. After, after coming over to do table service, witnessing how salty it was. You bastard. I then, I then brought a large... Kind of uh, tub or cylinder of salt over, which you then poured into your dice cup. Like the, the very same dice cup that I lobbed at Spider Man. Oh, well, on the other day, when yeah. you threw my dice. The innocent, <laughs> innocent dice cup across the room. Justice for dice cups. <laughs> yeah, justice for dice cups. And then I'm sorry, I'm just. I, I can literally picture sitting down to play the game and drinking beer, and I can't remember my second or third opponent, whoever it was. So I'll, I'll shout out in the next episode. But I, I just. I can remember Ollie coming round and offering me beers. Like during mm. that game, we were pushing them quite hard. I was, so that's maybe why I'm forgetting. Anyway, so the, the, I'll, I will shout out, and if I remember later in the podcast, I'll suddenly go, "Oh my god, it was this person!" But um, hopefully, I'll remember. But the fourth game was against Super Tom um, with his halflings, and as as we know, dwarves against halflings is probably not mm. not the best match it's tough. for us. It's tough. I think I got n nine casualties in that game. Uh, something to kill any trees. I don't think I did. I think I just danced around the trees and just danced around with dwarves, obviously. Uh, and then smashed, smashed it's a slow dance, up. isn't it? It's a very slow dance. Uh, but yeah, I ended up on... Oh dear. I think I ended up on... I beat the Halflings and I beat... I think I beat whoever I played in the other game. Maybe that's... It was John. John Foster. Yes, Ga that's who it was. Jamie Johnny. Jamie Johnny loves being called that. Yes. <laughs> you really hate it. <laughs> it's fair enough when you get it all the time. Yes, it was John. So I played John second and beat his no, Dark what, what, what cheese did he have? Oh, Dark, dark Elves. Yeah, super cheesy team. Uh, what did he have packed? I think maybe... Oh, he, took, he took packed to Pearly Kings and I think Queens. He took like, I Elves. faced Jamie John at Pearly Kings and Queens. Did you? Was he Jamie there as well? Oh, so <laughs> so, turn one. Oh, dead tree fall. Oh, brilliant. Cheers, dickhead. Thanks for coming. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> no, but we do love John, don't we? we He's do one, of, one of the nicest men in the DBL. Um, one of my and I think the, the notable game of the day for me, and I think probably for a lot of people who attended, 
was Alex Leopard facing off against Gav Coleman's Camry in just the most outrageous game that then put Alex Leopard on the top table with Goblins for the final game. Against Paul. Yeah. Against Paul. And it was um, it was just turnover touchdown after turnover touchdown because the Camry couldn't pick up the ball. The Goblins would then throw a Doom Diver who would always land, always go a dodge in, pick up the ball, dodge out and score. And Gareth was very happy about this, wasn't he? Yeah, it happened like two or three <laughs> turns in a row. <laughs> there was nothing you could do. It was, so it was like, why won't you pick up the ball? What is this? And it's sad, actually, that Alex's loss in the final game pushed him oh. to fourth, didn't he? He, was cl- he must mm. be close to third. I don't know which would be. He ended up fourth, didn't he? But to get a podium yeah. with Goblins would have been great. Al- Alex, yeah. um, he always says that his blood bowl hits peak at something like Four pints and five cigarettes. <laughs> the cigarettes are important because yeah. you know, it controls his breathing. So he's, yeah. you know, but he's by the time zone. he played in the last game of the day, he was at least double that. Yeah. And he was he was pretty shit-faced. Because <laughs> in the game against Gav Coleman, so I, I had a couple of bottles of spirits behind the bar as well, just for special occasions. Like, I'd been given Yogi whiskey all day for hot toddies because he was <laughs> unwell. Oh, um, and so I had vodka and whiskey. And so every time that Alex got to throw a teammate a touchdown or, or, or where a throwing teammate was involved in whatever touchdown play it was, shots. So he must have had four shots as well before then playing the next game. That's like what we used to do at the Super Bowl. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Why was I not involved? Oh, because I was taking You balls. weren't stunty. Yeah. Fair I mean, balls. you were stunty technically, but like not in the... <laughs> Well, I've been, tr- I've been like, I should probably just give up. I've been trying to play a bit more sensibly this year because I quite, I want to qualify for Team Wales one year. Mm. And ironically, they did like a, a sort of um, trial qualification last year where they just looked at the people who were interested and see if they qualified. And I would have qualified last year by just playing silly teams. Yeah. And this year I've been trying to play serious teams and just been doing really bad. They've got some good players at Team Wales, haven't they? They do, yeah. But the, this, the, the, the last three or four spots are definitely up for grabs. They've got... Mm. They've got good players and then some gaps, for sure. But you're, right. not, you're not going to them with the World Cup this year, though? You're going with no, us? No. Yeah, I'm going with you. We're going to have great fun. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Are we going to shorten our time there? I kind of, I'm quite, actually quite I don't know, but probably, probably the, the people listening to the, our podcast don't need to know about our travel arrangements. No, fair enough. They fair might enough. try and stalk us or something. Come, <laughs> come to the airport. We record this at a top secret location. <laughs> That's definitely not my house. <laughs> <laughs> Which I couldn't even tell the listeners where it was if I wanted to, because I doesn't, would bloody forget. Doesn't know the number. That's our top secret of this. Um, right. Shall I tell the listeners a little bit about Pearly Kings and Queens while yes. you refill our glasses? I'll get some more rosé wine. Excellent Because that's what real podcasters do. From Blood Bowl Well, drink. I need to get myself ready for the WFL final, which will require some alcohol. So the Pearly Kings and Queens, ladies and gentlemen, it is run by the ECBBL. It is the longest running Blood Bowl League in London, and they reckon possibly in the UK, but it definitely started around the same time as I think there's another event that might be the same year. But anyway, it's been running for like 15 years plus, something it's been running for a very long time. Run by UR Tractor on the NAF, who's a Rob to his friends in the ECBBL, and he also always runs a great event. It's always done to cost he's not looking to make money or anything it's always just done you know as cheap as, as he can possibly do exactly um and um this year he had a bit of a shit show actually <laughs> he he's for the last three years he's, he's always done it at a pub in the past but he's kind of moved around depending on you know venue stuff and all that kind of thing chin chin, chin, chin cheers man 
And uh, this year, the Mad Hatter in central London, literally on the Monday, suddenly said, oh, we've got a commercial thing in, um, in and he always starts late because the pub's not open until 11. We've got a commercial thing in the evening, so you're going to have to finish at 5.30. Now, clearly fitting four games of Blood Bowl in between 11 and 5.30 is, is a tall not, order. Not even you, and as quick as you are, Tom, could manage that. Maybe if Alex and I just played all the games. Yeah. We could probably get three events in in a day. But anyway, um, and he even, the, he even went to the end and said, look, could you please extend, could you maybe manage, like, sort of, uh, no, it was, maybe it was 6.30, it might be 6.30, and he said, could you maybe manage 10.30 to 6.30, and he'd reduce it to three games on the Saturday, something like that. But the venue were unbudging, they were like, no, we can't have been open half an hour earlier, it's going to have to be 11, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, our friends at Magic Madhouse, Tim and Gav and the gang, pulled it out of the bag at the last minute and were able to accommodate 40 drunken blood boulders. With four days' notice, which is and, great, and it was brilliant. It was fantastic. But, but just one, one, one more point. I just—it's such a shame that there's pubs like that in London, where they just let you down and they get rid of you for corporate dollar. And oh, no. exactly the same thing happened when Jay ran the Super Bowl before you took it over. Yeah, I mean that's that's why we've gone to Magic Madhouse because because they they that just then just turned us out at like what seven in the evening. You all need to leave now. And there was what forty of us there drinking, spending a lot of money behind the bar. Oh, I've no, already no. spent a lot of money as well. Yeah. Oh no, you all need to leave now, or you can't play Blood Bowl anymore. And it's like, are you just, are you bonkers? Yeah. I just on the human level, on the respect level, and then also just it makes no commercial sense. Yeah, all of the level. I mean. There was a little bit of that where the owner, who Jay's got a good relationship, wasn't there at the time or something, and mm. there was there was like one of the managers. It was some something jobs like worth that. manager. Yeah, it was something like that. I mean, the Manhattan's got absolutely no excuse. So it's just yeah. if someone's booked in an event, I don't give a fuck whether there's a commercial thing on or what. Like yeah. if, if someone's booked it in uh, months in advance. And you know, you're, you're going to loading bar shortly to play in the We Free League final, which we'll talk about. But last time we were there, some jobs worth manager at loading bar in, in Shoreditch had a similar thing. They were like, oh, it's it's poker night tonight. That was it, yeah. So you could, you're like, limited but, on your tables. But we've, we've, you've told us we didn't need to book tables. You told us tables are free. You told us we could play. And now you're saying we can't have the tables. Yeah, that was for the sevens, wasn't but, it? And, and poker doesn't start for like three hours. Um, our games were an hour each. We'll probably be done around then anyway. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. People are weird. But, you know, Tim, Tim at Magic Madhouse totally gets it. He is now basically, if you want to come and run a Blood Bowl event here, you're going to spend so much money on alcohol. He doesn't even charge table fees. It's fantastic. He charges for food. Really? And no table fees. And just says, come bring all fantastic. you guys down. Fantastic. They've got all their streaming stuff there. Because we're going to have Borak Bowl there as well. Yeah. You get it's me back, back on the old stream and there'll be some more commentary again. I enjoyed that. Definitely. Well, yeah. you're playing, aren't you? I can, I can do both at the same time. <laughs> well, when you finish, you just jump I can. On. I can proxy fill somebody. Yeah. You can play things for me. There you go. And then I'll commentate. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the person doing it. Yeah. How um, has he got twelve Willow Rose box in the same team? Oh my God, it's OP. I, I think we should segue for a minute, Phil. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the end of the year of the fling, or are you enjoying it, or how's it going for you with the flingage? I've I've never lost and drawn so many games in the whole of my life. <laughs> you just you just really have to learn. I think actually it's a very good experience for every blood ball player. And I know that Yogi right now is trying to learn to love the ones. And so he's kind of trying to mix it up a little bit more. Finds that he's been getting too stressed or too competitive in games. And I've certainly had that before. Um, and you just need to let it all go with Halflings. And I've had so many games where I'm just 
wringing my hands at the end of it, just going like, why the fuck couldn't that fucking cunt of a half thing land? <laughs> or like, why can he not just do a three up, three up dodge or something, you know? And you just have to let all that go. Yeah. So it's good. It's been really good. I'm looking forward to playing a very different half thing build in the DBL. Good. To, um, but we're talking about the DBL another time. We are. Um, to what I did in the ECL. So no, the year of the flings is going great. I'm looking forward to taking them to the World Cup. That's going to be a lot of fun. It is, a, I have to say, it is a shame they're not allowing the positionals in. I don't really see why. I think it makes my build so much better yeah. as well. And I, I, don't, I don't really get, you know, I, I think they've just got to take a human approach to it. You know, if it's like the mm. Wood Elves have come out and they've got some cool new, yeah, I think that'd be different. But Flings, it's just, it's just not going to make don't, a huge don't difference. Don't forget, it's, it's run by the Germans. I know, and they are very strict with their rules. The German guy we met at the UKTC is such a lovely bloke. I'm they're they're lovely, indeed. I think, I think they're, they're all from Munich, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Munich got bowled, and they, they ran, they're running it in Austria because it was too much hassle to do it in Germany, and the Austrians are <laughs> more accommodating. Really? <laughs> That's brilliant. Mm. That's classic. Uh, but what was I saying? Yeah, I was saying, so the year of the fling. I've, I've watched you play as well, Paul. I think you've, you, you, you've got to the stage where I've seen you do different games and sometimes you're like, you get upset because you want to just play a bit more competitively. Yeah. And like, when you try to do that, it just goes wrong with the, with the stunties. It's you true. have to be that guy who goes, you know what, I'm just going to chuck a fling up there for the sake of it because it's going to oh, work. And, it's going to work! Believe! <laughs> and, and wasn't that the case when I played James last yeah, week? Yeah, exactly. And it went Glorious. so well. Glorious. I think, so the so... We've gone completely off topic now from talking about Pearly Kings and Queens, and we will return to it. But I played James, the James that we always talk about. Our own James! Listener. Hi, James. Where's um, your uh, Where's your football shirt, James? <laughs> <laughs> and he had starting TV 1000 Chaos Team, I had a starting TV 1000 Fling Team. Um, and my TV was at 850 because I took a pretty full build, and then I had uh, Cindy Pie Whistle and the Chef or whatever else. Self. Um, and first half, I just get smashed off the pitch. Everything he touches is a casualty. Players are dying everywhere. It's a mess. His team are totally fine. He then um, ends up scoring. When I, when I then go to turn him over, it's just absolutely glorious. He thinks he's got the ball completely safe. I then, what, lob a fling over the back, which he didn't see, dodge a couple more flings too, and then before he knows it, I've got two dice in the ball carrier, take him out, pick up the ball, run off and score. So funny. And, um, and he did the classic thing of trying to kill the trees. And lo and behold, there's now a tree stood next to five chaos players. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, you just ignore them. You have to ignore the trees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, bless him. Funny. But yeah, uh, you just, you've got to play like Alex Leopard. You've got to just go as he did against Gareth. Because yeah, mm. it'll work. It'll work sometimes. And when it works, when it works sometimes but a lot in a row in the same game, and you smash someone, it's just hilariously that's, fun. That's the feeling that you need, isn't it? You know? it I, I, I peaked in my very first game of the ECBL, where I played Chris and his Wood Elves, and I just, I just fucked I remember, I was there, I was in the pub watching. It was glorious, it was great fun. and that was the only game I won in the ECBL. But Chris does have a very sad level of dice rolling in general in life, it's so funny. It still counts. It, still it counts. does count. It does count. So right, back, anyway, back to the Pearlies. Back to the Pearly Kings and Queens. So what did you take to the Pearlies for? Well, halflings, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what else would you take? Um, halflings with um, who I consider to be their very best star player they have on offer. Oh, so that would be. Let me think. So that would be maybe deep root strong brand. No, no. Maybe um, one of the new one of the new star players. Too unpredictable. Maybe puggy bacon breath. He's a good one. Too small. Oh, oh, uh, what? no. Wait, Zara. Zara's good. No, too tall. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it can't be. Surely not. Willow Rosepark. Willow Rosebud. Oh my! But she wait, just 
does she have? She doesn't have sidestep, does she? She does. She has sidestep and thick skull and thick skull. Oh my! I mean, they, that combination of skills you don't see often on a player. And dauntless. Oh my god! <laughs> and so, in in my games, I made a point of using all of her skills whenever I could. And next, actually, they did have an impact. Ne- next to they? a strength five player, I'm going to dauntless block you. <laughs> <laughs> What one dice? Just fuck yeah, it. even yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, she was um, she was all right. Like her skills came in handy. Thick skull saved her quite a few times because guess what? She's on the floor a lot because she doesn't have any normal skills. <laughs> um, and she was all right, but she's slow. She can't really dodge away. I think I did do one dodging play with her where she dodged the blitz and she didn't kill herself, and that was quite impressive. I think that's uh, honestly the one thing. If she was like. We've both had this in depth, but if she, if she was, if yeah, if she was like like twenty k cheaper and movement seven, she'd be fine. She'd be like, Which okay, I'm on six. But it's just like, but the all of the combination of the stuff is like, mm. why, <laughs> why is she? But I think you could use your beautifully painted Willow Rosebark as a Zara or yeah. a, or a, another yeah. star like that. I think that's that'd true. be fun. I mean, the only reason I took her was because I commissioned the model, painted the model, wanted to use it. And you then... also took one of the new stars, didn't you? Yes, who was actually very good. Rumbelow. Rumbelow Sheepskin, who essentially is Beastman stats, 6338, block, tackle, juggernaut, horns, no hands. Loader. And he's, <laughs> and he's brilliant. Yeah, he does look cool. He's just I actually, really I was going to say, Phil, I did speak to, I can't remember the name of the company, but we're not going to shout them out mm. right now, but I did speak to them on Twitter, and they just came back with a, he'll be available next week, because we were asking if we can have one for, oh, okay, for a minute on the podcast, but they're not, well, they're, they don't want it. They don't get a mention now. No, we're not going to mention it. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be available next week, so you can pick it up. Awesome. Anyway, um, moving on from that, <laughs> so, so that, just a normal fling team, two trees, what, one re-roll, two re-rolls? It was the, the, new, the, new, um, the new build. How many hefties did you go two for? Two hefties. So all all the positionals, all the positionals, run below, below. Bill, yeah. How are the hefties? Hefties are fun, hey. So I I, had, I saw only of one hefty, and he had Hail Mary pass. Um, and I set up to do the Hail Mary pass play. Um, and what happened? Oh, then then they then I think, what did he do? Did he kill my catcher? I think he might have killed my catcher, and I was going to throw to him. And then the only other time when I was going to make it work. It was in a blizzard. Oh, you can't Hail Mary pass in a blizzard. Can you not? No. Which oh, I think is I just a bit of shit because it's a fucking Hail Mary pass. Maybe it should just scatter like nine times or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, uh, hefties were fun. Fen's useful. Hail Mary pass was good fun to use. I think they're great in tournament builds for a, lead, a, um, a leader reroll if you needed one. Or, yeah. or just passing skills just for a bit more variety. You never really need the leader reroll though, do you, with the chef? I don't know, when you roll as poorly as I do with my chef. I did enjoy it. against James when you stole all of his re-rolls all of the time. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the first time I've ever done it. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And we told him that, and that you never do, usually do that. And he felt really good about that, didn't he? Felt he much did. better. Oh my god, so sorted. <laughs> my catchers both died in the first like three turns. I think as of well. every game. They're, they're a bit, oh, James inconsequential, yeah. Oh, and and in um, pearlies. In pearlies, I didn't do much either. Um, but yeah, what did I take to pearlies? Yeah, I took um, so I took a build I've taken quite often actually to quite a few different events now, which is the human Zug build. You, you're a big fan of Zug, aren't you? I am. Would you Would you go so far as say he's one of your favourite star players? Definitely. I mean, I I think so far that's the build I've done best with in general. Like I I find that build it just catches people out because the concept of it is that you take Zug, who is essentially a slightly slower ogre with block. Uh, and then you use the double that humans always get to take an ogre with block. So you have the two strength five block players on the line. Is he a and slower ogre? Yeah, he's moved four. 
So he's moved four. He's the same stats on Ogre, apart from being moved four, and he hasn't got Fixed Goal. So Otherwise that's going to be insane. four, five, two. He might be one. I think he is two. I think he's two. Armour nine. nine. Yeah. No Fixed Goal, which is that. It does but catch up. Actually, but he's got block. Block and Mighty Blow. So he's, he's, good, he's he? an absolute beat stick. So you have those two on the line, and then you have like an assortment of linemen. You can fit... Depending on the build, you can usually fit two or three blitzers. I had three blitzers of this, so I had mm. one with guard, one with frenzy, and one with tackle. Um, because Purdy's has a sort of tiered system where different yeah. skills cost different amount of points. So actually, frenzy is quite it's cheap. It's like the tackle I- iron, iron man gene exactly. skill build. I quite it? like it, and, and I could have taken two guard, but I spent all my points on taking. See, this was the big difference in Purdy's, where I, because it was one point one five, not one point one million for the build. Usually I have to take a leader on my thrower to have a leader reroll, mm. and at Pearlie's uh, I could fit that extra one point one five was basically an extra reroll, so I had two rerolls standard, no leader reroll required because I, I, you need two with humans just to do the normal stuff, and that meant that my ball carrier thrower could take block, which nice. was huge because it meant the sure hands block dude was just so. And good. you you got um, most casualties, didn't you, Tom? I did, like actually much further than I thought. When Lewis and I were kept counting up at, like in our game. Mm. Going into our game, we thought we were closer than we were, but I think we miscounted. I was like, I won by about four or five casualties. I mean, that that must be the Zug effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the two mighty blows was causing a lot of damage, and I but played. I played. Um, how much is he? Sorry, two sixty. That's really good value for money. Really good value. Yeah, and and not like not underpriced, just good value. If he's a good player, if Flings could take Zug, would I take Zug? Yeah, I reckon you take him over Deep Root. Hmm. Because he'd just be a more mobile, heavy strength dude. But it's more mobile by one. No, deep roots move it too much. Yeah, you're moving. Oh, you move before you. Yeah, I'll double the speed. Double. But you know what though? What I've been doing with deep and recently, cheaper. But he hasn't got three teammates. Yeah. So I I played against um, Nick Knees BBL. Um, who's um, what's his name? Juju. Yeah. And I played. Really nice play. I played Lovely against mate. his his team um in my final game. And the last couple of turns, I was just going for it every time with deep root. <laughs> so I'd go for it twice and like then hit somebody, or or I'd, I'd go for, or I'd go for it and foul. And so I, I managed to take off his yeti by going for it twice next to him, and then sticking the boot in with no assists, <laughs> straight to KO. <laughs> was it he was, salty? It was academic at that point because I had no flings left. It's <laughs> literally but just still lols. Still just still deep lulls. root. And so I was just trying to foul everybody I could. <laughs> Uh, against Ollie, so not against it was against Ollie. But yeah, Ollie and I had a fucking great game with that. But yeah, so Pearly Kings of Queens. So yeah, I was just saying, so yeah, I took the, the Zug Human Bill, a few mm. blitzers, uh, throw, and I, I always like to take the one catcher just because of the speed, and it kind of works out well. But I did, I did okay. You I was going to say. You, you surely need at least one catcher in Human Bill. I don't think you need it a lot. So I, I didn't, I mean, I think because in the new uh, rules where they made them 60k. Mm. It's it's almost a no brainer. You always have that ten k to upgrade a lino. Yeah, it's always you always have that ten k. But in the past, you're gonna have a bench anyway. Yeah, and but in the past when they were seventy k, it was more of an option because it was like like you didn't necessarily. But I've all I'm always ten k. I've always got that ten k to have the one fast dude. And actually, it is coming. Maybe even next season, I'm gonna play humans in the BBL, and I'm gonna go for the catcher build where you take probably three catchers Mm. and have a super fast human build with catchers. And uh, basically play an edge human team. Yeah. Um. So I will give that a go. But yeah. So um. I did well, ish. Um. Like I said, with the casualties, I was very much held by playing poor Jeff. 
in the first round with his ogres, and I just every single snotling that I hit was like armor break, cash armor break because they're titchy as well. So it's just so easy to fuck them up. Um, what does the titchy do? Uh, plus one to again on top of the stunty. So you you KO them on a what? On a, a six. Six and I can't remember if you do cash one on eight. I think you do. The titchy's plus one something. We'll check afterwards. Because I I played one of the ogres, and he was saying that the titchy is just like stunty. No, no, but, titchy but gives but you an different, additional thing. different attack zones. It gives you a different thing. Let's, let's have a quick look. On. We checked at the time as well, but then we mm. double check. But yeah. Um, but I casualtyed three of his ogres as well. Uh, <laughs> that just went absolutely apeshit. Um, but yeah, and so I played Jeff. Uh, beat him. Played few, I played Lewis. Lewis, good fun from the last game. It's the first time I played Lewis at an event. And um, played so Eric titchy, um, To represent this, you may add one to any dodge roll he attempts. On the other hand, while opponents do have to dodge to leave any titchy players tackle zone, a titchy player is so small that he does not exert a minus one modifier when opponents dodge into any tackle zones. Is there no extra KO thing? So you cheated in that game? No, I, I, I you didn't. You were taking off Snotlings on a six up, <laughs> probably, yeah. or a five up with your mighty blow. Probably, yeah. No, I wasn't. I was. I genuinely wasn't. The I just thought that was the thing. The humanity. <laughs> of this time. I thought Titchy was an additional thing, you know. See, I had that in my mind too, and then my opponent was like, "No, that, that's not right." Yeah, and we. I was like, oh, fair we checked at the time. I just can't remember what we came up with. Um, Lo and behold, we've been playing this game for years, and we're still getting this wrong. <laughs> or just willfully cheating. Willfully <laughs> cheating. Well, that's why I always take nerves of steel on all of my players. Because then I can pick up the ball and tackle zones. As right? Alex Leopard will, will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Purdy Kings and Queens. I mean, I don't know what more to say about it, really. I had splendid games. Played outside for a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, great food. Imagine Madhouse as well. Had good some, had good some, night on the Saturday the night. The burgers were so good. Burgers were amazing. Oh, um, and a shout out to Phil Guns as well. Ah, the gunnage. For so, being so drunk. He was, I mean, he was like 10, 10 11 o'clock on the Saturday. He was gone. Mm. So couldn't even function. After that, we we went out. A few a few of our friends came along, a couple of girlfriends as well, and we went out to I think the Howling Hops Brewery. Yeah, just down the road. It's really cool, isn't it? And then there's um, it was me. It was my girlfriend George, who who the listeners will be familiar with, from harmonising with us and, and taking part in an earlier podcast. Yeah, we've she's, actually done a few of these. She's done we? some input. She's had input into the oh, podcast. She's, she's had almost as <laughs> so much input as me. <laughs> Probably more uh, meaningful input. <laughs> <than we had. laughs> so it was. Um, we had Mark Hampson, the commissioner, down as well. Um, we had a load of other people. But then at the end of the night, it was maybe like I don't know, close to one in the morning or half twelve. Me, George, a couple of other friends of mine, and then Phil Gunn, and then Paul Gegg as well. Oh, the gangster. So Gegg, Gegster was staying. Was he drinking? I, I think he had a beer. Okay. I think he did, but he doesn't doesn't normally drink, does he? So I think mm, he no, he takes events seriously. We had a good game actually, second game, me and Gigster. So he was there, and then um, Phil Gunn was just like fucking shit face. So drunk. <laughs> when he came to uh, like, he just couldn't stand up. Almost one of the reasons I didn't come out was like, he's like, are you, are you coming to the pub? And I was like, I might give it a miss this time. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of walked up. It was so funny because basically Hampson, the ex DBL commish, was just plying him with alcohol in the first game. Just copious alcohol. He's, yeah, and, he's uh, a and, good drinker. And ended up smashing him because yeah. of that, probably. So, <laughs> well, um, 
so, so, so Phil Gunn then had to get taken home by Paul, and luckily Paul knew where Phil lived. Because so, he was saying with him, okay. And then, and then obviously he had to call in sick the next day because <laughs> it was too hungover. No way he was making it. He only had to be in at like 11. There was no way he could make but it. But we, we were smashing the beer very hard at Howling Hops. So we were just having picture after picture and it was going down. And some of these beers were easy, like, you know, 6% or whatever. Yeah. It was getting smashed. But, you know, the, the overall winner, um, or before we talk about the overall winner, honourable mention, I think, to Mark Hampson, uh, commissioner of DBL, or former commissioner. Still calling the commission though. Um, he would always be in our he, hearts. In my opinion, he would have won the event if, end of day one, he hadn't been so shit-faced. <laughs> yeah, fair one. Because we, we had that, that lovely player from New Zealand who was over as well. I forget his name, sadly. He was super cool. Really nice guy. Gave dice to everybody he played against as well. I gave him some DBL freebies. Um and he played against Mark, and afterwards I was talking to him, and he was like, I can tell he's a really good player, but he was just so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really know what he was doing. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but he ended up like, fifth, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because he, he, he won his first three, lost the fourth, um, which was that one. And then I think on the next day, probably won this. Super hungover, maybe. Lost one more and then won the, won the last one, maybe. Um, but big shout out to Gavin Coleman for winning the overall event. Yeah, well done, Gav. Um, Didn't play Leopard again this time in the fifth yeah, game with the deep dive of Bell. <laughs> and then honourable mention to Paul Gag for finishing second again. Never yeah. has a man looked so miserable. Yeah, the, well, the first, he, knows, he knows he's the first loser. So that's the thing. In his heart, he knows that he's turned up, wasted an entire weekend, and become the first loser. Exactly. Turned up, <laughs> didn't win it, had to babysit Phil Guns. <laughs> probably probably holding his hair back and his and mopping his beard of the sick all night whilst he was yeah, the There there, Phil. It'll anyway, be better soon. On that bombshell, shall we end on a quick a quick break before we come back to talk about league stuff? Yes, we should we should end on a break. End on a break and then come back. <laughs> we were on a break! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast. Ah, the fans go wild! Ah! Phil's out on the balcony at the moment. We're just discussing... Um, We've actually got to go and play uh, the WFL final soon, haven't we? I say we. I mean, you didn't make it, did you, Phil? Sadly. <laughs> so look on his face. is classic. But yeah, I'm playing uh, Tom H., <laughs> one of the commissioners of the DBL in the WFL final. I think I, think I finished third. Did you? But not... I think if you hadn't gamed me with your fucking ram cheese. Oh, yeah. That was, that was very... We've talked about that already on the podcast, haven't we? Our one listener will be full up. Uh, my name's Tom Lawrence and I take the gaming team where the stunty players don't have stunty and they get general access. So. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't even have stunty, does he? I forgot about that. because no, awesome. he's a shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will be talking about the WFL final later on because we've just decided that we're going to talk about the ECBBL now. Have a quick chat about uh, how Phil and I have done that. Give a quick shout out to the UU, which we've not done yet. UU, yeah! Especially for you, Matt. I know you're listening right now. <laughs> uh, and then um, and then we're going to head over to the Loading Bar Dalston, where I'm going to play this final while Phil finds whoever's there, to be honest, and have a quick pub chat about the other stuff. So, ECBBL first. Should we go, Phil? Mm. Both of us played this season. Your first season? 
Correct. My first season in the ECBBL. A lot of fun. A lot of nice people to meet, make friends with as well. I don't know if they can hear me from here. Maybe they can't. Maybe you should talk for a while, Tom. Um, yeah, well, because Phil's having a smoke. So, yeah, essentially the ECBBL <laughs> is um, the oldest Blood Bowl league in London. Um, and it's, it's kind of one of those things where there's a little bit of a misconception where they're all gamey cunts. Um, there are some gamey cunts, like there are gamey cunts in the DBL. But um, they are broadly a more competitive bunch than the DBL. Like the, the sort of percentage of competitive people is probably higher. But there's still a, a, a really good group of people who aren't particularly competitive, who aren't, and aren't particularly good, like when the best will have worked, who just want to have fun and play bubble. Absolutely. Uh, people like Ollie. Um, and, <laughs> and then there's the, the much more competitive people. They, you know, it's, but it is an environment where you will see people trying to win, certainly more than in the DBL. And being less drunk. Well, it's, yeah, being a bit less drunk. Look, it's, I've not seen anybody at the, the ECBL, ECBBL pub. What's it called? The, uh, mm, near Great Bolton Street. Off Great Bolton Street, yeah. I've, I've not seen anybody there shit-faced. You're probably right. I don't think I've been, I've definitely been drunker at the DBL, for sure. Mm. I mean, I'm always perpetually drunk. So. But that's because Mondays is more of a boozing night, isn't it, really? That's true. Yeah. Mondays is the new Friday. Tuesday is the new Monday. Yeah, fair one. And then you have Friday again on Thursday. Yeah, no, that's true. I just treat every day as Friday. Yeah, or Monday. As it could be. I've, with the DBL on Monday night, I booked Friday, Monday and Tuesday off just to get through it. Right. I'm in court next morning at 9 o'clock. So Tomorrow? I'm, no, on Tuesday. Oh. So good. are you playing in the footy on Tuesday night? Well, I'm probably going to be the only one that's not hungover and <laughs> dying. So maybe, so maybe, maybe I should play on pitch. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you should. But yeah, um, so, so you know, we, we always have like a bit of a bit of an inside joke in the DBL that the ECBL, you know, they always thought that we were very poor quality and, and not very good players. Which is not true. It's I mean, true. there are a lot of shit people. It's true. Like Jimbo and yeah. James and, yeah. and people like that are terrible at that ball. Um, they just don't ever win anything, you know. They're just yeah. they're there to make up numbers, I think, more than anything else. And get salty. Jimbo in particular. <laughs> He's the king of the salt. Uh, I think I think it must be something to do with having the name James. Maybe, maybe it is. Jimbo is actually called James, isn't he? Yeah, he is. James Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. James Fletcher. Yeah. Sorry, we've asked you as a hobbyist. This is going to be all over the news. A hobbyist. Hobbyist. <laughs> That's a new, a new term we've coined, a hobbyist. I think our, our podcast, Rosé Wine, is going to the head. <laughs> anyway, the ECBBL. So yeah, and there's always been friendly banter with them about, you know, gaminess and pettiness. But they are a bunch of... A, a, Bunch of lovely people, lovely bunch of people. That's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we all love Blood Bowl. We do. Which is what we Which is Blood Bowl! <laughs> and and I, I hope that our, our listener out there, when they hear us shouting Blood Bowl on the podcast too, also then shout out themselves. Blood Bowl! Blood Bowl! Like that. Because it, it's often it's oft common to the pond whenever the DVLers are out in force. That we like to shout Blood Bowl. The, the decibels. <laughs> a Blood Bowl? A Blood Bowl. I like to shout casualty when there's a particularly gruesome casualty, and you will hear that much tonight in the loading bar. So, what do you take to the ECBBL? Considering it's a competitive league, Phil, I see these at Wood Elves or or maybe Skaven or Chaos Wolves. Not OP enough. No. Okay. Dark Elf. No, uh, they're, they're too weak. Uh, okay, maybe ooh, something stronger. So, so dark, Elf, dark Elves have got too much armor seven going on, you know. 
That's true. No, that's fair. So I like to go reverse psychology. Less armor seven. Okay. Less North. armor seven. North. So the team I took had no armor seven at all. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Are they the only team? Oh, this have got no armor seven. No armor seven. Armor seven is for those who, who would, I don't know. They're just, I don't know. They're not my kind of people. Their name's probably James. Probably James. <laughs> yeah. So you took halflings again, Phil. Took halflings. How did that go for uh, you? My, so twelve games over the season. I think I won one, drew five, lost six. That's not too bad. That's my record. In the end. It's a shame as well because we've talked a lot. There's been a lot of draws that were close to wins and a lot of losses that were close to draws. And mm. so if you've had, you know, say three wins. Yeah. You know, slightly fewer losses, then it would have been a great season. It's just been, you have been a little bit frustrated. A lot of ones. Because it's been nice. Yeah. 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 Which has been a bit of a shame. It's been fun, though. It's been really good. Great opponents, great games. Um, and um, I won't be playing in, in the winter one because that's too close to, to Blood Bowl. DBL, sorry. <laughs> to, to Blood Bowl. I'm, I'm just noticing. <laughs> I, I think it's your laptop. It is very hot. Yeah, it's making like a really hot noise. Yeah, that's because it's very old and it's in the sun. It's it's not going to like combust or something in the moment, is it? No, do do we need to take it and put it in the shade a bit more? That's fine. We're, we're nearly done. Is this a, is this a, is this a Ministry of Defence laptop? No, no, this is mine. Okay, fine. Yeah, no, I bought it. Yeah, we don't we don't need the old. Uh, no, the Japanese. Unfortunately, um, now I've moved on to a to a different role. The Ministry of Defence no longer provide a MacBook Pro for my personal use. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I took um, I took. Uh, as Paul Gegg would uh, would want me to say, demons of corn, demons of corn. Um, which actually, it's been a, 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 similarly to you, been a very frustrating season. I've actually quite enjoyed the team, and I wish that my luck hadn't been so bad. And we always talk about, and Gegg won't listen to our podcast, but Gegster and I have always talked about how you always remember when you're playing the game, your moment where you fucking roll the double one, and, and, mm. and it's a very personal thing. And actually, your opponent's probably got the same. And most games of Blood Bowl are more even than you think. Mm. But I've just had so many games this season that have not been like that. Where my, where I've rolled the double one, followed by my pen roll so double you, six. You've probably so lost almost as many as me. I've, I've only won one game. So it's been really? probably been similar. Yeah, we're probably wow. in a similar place. We'll have a look. And But it's been similar to you. Like I had, in my very last game against Rob, he won 3-0. But at 1-0 when I was trying to draw, he, uh, he like popped the ball and then I failed to pick it up to, to then go on and score with an edge four bloke, so I needed two plus a dirt, rolled mm. level one. And then he rolled a six, a six, a five, followed by a dodge and a go for it, and then another dodge to block him off. And that dodge he'd done meant I had to roll one dodge to two dice the ball, and I failed the dodge on a double one. And it was just like, and that ended up, then, then that was two nil, he turned me over and then scored again. It was just mm. like, fuck's sake. And it's been like that so many games, and like, you don't hear me being salty that often about yeah. that sort of thing, but it's been so salty this season. And it's a shame because I've actually enjoyed the corner. I think the corner because I like the frenzy. I like all the shena- like the claw shenanigans. It's a fun team. Fun. It's a fun team. And you just but they're really really punished by bad guys. Like you have. And do you think the bloodthirster is maybe the most fun big guy in the game? Yeah, super fun. Um, super fun. And they're and they're clearly competitive because Paul Gag got the MVP and came top of the ECBL BBL with Corn Demons yeah. in the same season as I've probably come bottom. So. <laughs> Clearly, there's a there's a, a personality. Person Same build. Uh, yeah, very similar. So we both went for the bloodthirster so straight off the bat with two rerolls, and then the difference was in a weird kind of way, he's built his team very well, and he did roll a double six on the bloodthirster very early on. So he got strength six bloodthirster, which is which is good. But would, he was would saying, would you take that over over just giving him block? 
you don't need block you got drugs juggernaut oh, of course you don't need block in a, in a way I'd almost pick Crow first on the bloodthirster because he's always blitzing and he's got juggernaut so it's not block isn't a concern for me but um, he did say he had a lot of times where he was like strength 6 great but I really wish I had mighty blow right now because claw, claw mighty blow is so good yeah, and he um, start, starts with, um, with, claw. with Claw. So the first half of the season he didn't have Mighty Blow. He was wow. like, Strength 6 is great, but I'm just not doing so, the damage. So now he's a Strength 6, Mighty Blow, anything else? He has got a lot. I think he's got Guard or something now. I'll have to check. But he has got a skill now. Whereas mine is a Mighty Blow. And you know what, actually, think, think. thinking about it as well, that obviously when you're, when you're frenzy blitzing or blocking into a cage... Being shrimp five is great, because then you're probably still going to be two dice, two dice. But if you're shrimp six, blitzing, and then it's shrimp seven. It's just three dice straight away. Yeah, and then three dice into two dice. Yeah. Pretty good. It's disgusting. Anyway, so I took the corn. I've ha- I have had a blast. I mean, my very first game of the season was hilarious with Eric with his vamps. And Eric, you've met Eric, haven't you? Mm. This hilarious ECBBLA Swedish bloke. He's so much fun to play. But um, but we played in the first game, and, and in general, my games have been a lot of fun. I've still got one to go. I'm going to play Luke with his Chaos, his beautifully painted Chaos. Yeah. A really nicely painted Chaos team. And he's been painting up um, for Borat Bowl, which we'll talk about a bit later on. Or may- are we talking about Yeah, we are talking about later on. Yes, yeah, or, yeah, or, maybe, or maybe I'll be talking about it later on while yeah. we're playing. Or, or so we will something. talk about Borat Bowl. But he's painting up um, Troy's new Amazon team. Oh, they look great. They do look beautiful. Really nice. And he's quite, he's a he's a quick but very effective painter, isn't he? Which is great. Anyway, yeah. so the ECBBL, uh, Paul has come top of the league, MVP, as they call it, the ECBBL. Mm. We've nearly got the all of the qualifiers locked in, and unfortunately I don't have them to hand now, but I'll post a quick in the in the chat notes. You can actually follow the ECBBL on Twitter if you if you um, search for ECBBL, they've got a Twitter page and they've got it up there. Yeah. But I will post uh, below in the chat notes the finalists, because they've got a, a quarter-final, same as we have. Mm. They've actually, courtesy of what I think is fantastic, which is the kind of um, intermingling and uh, osmosis of the, of the Blood Bowl Leagues in London now, they, despite being the oldest Blood Bowl League in London, this season is their largest season that they've ever had in the history of the ECBBL. Way! Way! Due to DBLers coming across, it's great. And we've got some ECBBLers coming across the DBL this season. Indeed. It's so fantastic the, to the see. The cross-pollination continues. And it's so nice. It's, it's really nice to see. Anyway, we're going to take another quick break so that Phil and I can jump in a cab and head to Lady No, 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 no. We, we have oh, we do have one more thing. About the UU Are we going to talk about it? Shall we talk about the the UU! The Underworld University from the DBL, which which is the the DBL's um, non-league league. Yes, effectively. It's, it's, it's the league you for the more compete, casual you gamers, you isn't it? You don't compete for the, the, the Dragon Ball trophy or the Cuckabee trophy, but you play in the UU, which is all the people there who either couldn't get a place because it's a 60-player league, but kind of ran out of spaces yeah, I mean, in they're, like, they're out. like a day or two days. That was a day, that's why I've won a beer off Ollie. Ah, very it's good. sold out in hours. In hours. hours, absolutely mad that, that Blood Bowl is in this place. Blood Bowl! Blood Bowl! Um, and then the UU is people also then who don't think they can commit to a league, because it is a commitment to play yeah, in it is. games. It is. Um, can, you know, doing the fluff and the painting and everything else too. 
So yeah. So um, last season was the first season. It was indeed. But they had run about, by the commission. They had eight players in it maybe. Um, and I think it's going to be even bigger this year. And they seem to be recruiting more people by the day to get into the UU. I think the UU could be sort of in, well into the teams by the time it's actually kicking off mm. and going well, which would be great. And what does that mean for DBL 2020? I reckon 100. Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I've talked to James about this. I think I think they should open it up to a more of a tiered system mm. where they're looking at, you know, sort of, sort of right. maybe a 60, a 70, and an 80 option. Um, and um, being quite clear about how they approach that, but at least giving it as an option, probably could be. Indeed, and I've, I've, I've still got my ear to the ground, you know, with my former governorship. But I think I think it's um, what is it? Eight people who are the governors, or nine or ten, maybe even. Nine. It's the nine. Nine. The, the yeah. nine. The ring rates. And um, there are people with lots of differing views. So you'll definitely find some in there who want to make it bigger. Some will probably say we've gone too far already. Some who like where it is. And that, that differing of opinions is really good, I think. It's a very robust way to kind of share ideas and then do stuff. And then and there'll probably be new governors next year. Yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Because, you know, some of them will probably decide to, to uh, hang up their spurs. And talking of spurs, you know, Tom and I went to a military ball the other week, and he was wearing spurs. You looked great. Did I? That looked good. You sounded great, too. <laughs> when, you were, when you were walking around... Ching, 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 ching. You, should, you should wear your Spurs to Blood Bowl events. I should. I should just wear a full military uniform. All but now, I mean, we've gone totally off topic. How do you fit your Spurs to your boots? Do they like clip on your boots? So yeah, so the Spurs actually have like a clip in the system and they clip in automatically. But what I've done is um, a guardsman polished my boots up and he actually screwed the Spurs in. So you can drill through the side of the Spurs and screw them in. So they just stay internally. So mine never come out. They should come out so you can polish them and stuff. But I like to leave them in. So they never come out. And then you get then you get a guard's from polishing boots anyway. Exactly. And uh, Phil was looking beautiful as well at the ball. He was in a nice skirt, a nice tartan skirt. <laughs> anyway, the, the listeners have no idea what we're talking about. So yeah, UU won by none other than current governor Matt Wallace. With yes, his indeed. with his agility for ridiculous Elfeos chaos. Doing oh, all indeed. the passing bullshit. That's great. Ah, I think it was worse than that. I think you might have had like two edge four and edge five. So, he had a lot of silly agility so, so stuff just, going on. Just when he won that, I took a TV 1000 half wing team against him in a friendly. And that's matched him. Which I'm sure. That was one of the Calf Boys' very first ever wins. Parades in, into, into you know, the world of half wing. And I just matched him. I'm sure you had fun. I did. I mean, I like playing Kev. I think Kev is a great matchup. And Matt's a great bloke. Oh, he's top. Beautiful. Anyway, lads, uh, that's it. And ladies. Matt won the UU, and uh, we've done the shout-out. So next, we're going to come back after the break, and we'll be in a pub, which will be great. We'll be in a pub. uh, It'll it'll be me taking you through... um, Sevens and WFL final and a bit Bobby of Hobby, Harim and Borat Bowl and Woodell, all and, sorts of and shit. Things to, come. to look forward to, or, or maybe none of those and some other things that I decide that I'd just rather talk about. It's all possible. Who knows how much alcohol you've had at that time? It's all to play for. Exactly. See you soon. See you soon. Welcome back, Blood Bowlers. You join me here pitch side. Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Have you pressed record? I think so. Blood Bowl. 
People are doubting my technical skills at the moment. So you join me here, uh, pitch side at the We Free League final. We have the old Ogotonians facing off against Tom and his kitchen nightmares. Now both players are called Tom. There may be some confusion that arises. Given the um, We Free League's own particular weather tables that the commissioners of the DBL have foisted upon everybody else. Blood Bowl and Really Stupid now happen on a one and a two, which has proved an absolute nightmare for the Ogres um, and the Kitchen Nightmares. So far, we are halfway through the first half. The Ogres have managed to turn over the Kitchen Nightmares, knocking over Gordon Ramchies with the ball by the sideline with an Ogre Blitz. A ball then scattered into the Ogre backfield, but Ogres continue to be stupid. The Ogres have one tackle zone on the ball, ready to pick it up. Um, but there's far too many chaos flings in the deep to make it reliable. Anyway, back to, uh, to podcasting. We're going to be joined very shortly now by a special guest. And um, exactly, I'm, I'm not responsible enough to do the podcast by myself. So I need a special guest. Someone requires direct supervision. We are we are joined right now by by Tom Loin's favourite person. <laughs> I am his favourite person, really, aren't I? DBL dad. It's a playground thing, isn't it? Loves me really. James Scott, indeed. Hello. Lo loves you or fancies you? I've always suspected maybe it's more of a Hey Arnold type situation. Okay, with Helga, I believe his character. Yeah, so he's Helga. Right, and I am Hey Arnold. You're Arnold. Just it's just Arnold, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think his first name's Hay. <laughs> anyway. How you doing, James? I am I'm pretty well. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And, and, and as the bar staff told us, it's Poets Day. Is it? Well, that's passed yeah. me by entirely. Piss off early, tomorrow is Saturday. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the, the segments that we need to cover on the, this part of the podcast are, first of all, the We Freely final, which is being played right now. Yes. And in addition to that, there was something else. But I've left a bit of paper at home which said what it was. All right, well, while you have a think about what it was, let's get cracking with the WFL bit. Indeed. So, I mean, I, I did not take part in the WFL. Is that because you hate fun? I mean, I, I no, did. I those did. Are the I don't hate fun, but I have hated stunties for some time. Indeed. Hello. We're, we're joined right now by, by George, who, who you'll remember from the earlier podcasts. She provided a lovely uh, three part harmony when we were singing earlier. Come and say hello, George. Hello. Hi, George. Hello. <laughs> but yeah, so the Wii Freely, um, you hate Stunties. I hate, I hate Stunties a little bit, but I've... I've um, I did, mellowed out in your... I've mellowed out a bit. I went to the, the final stage, and it was just absolutely nuts. Uh, everyone was having a, a great time, and I just got absolutely wasted as a result of not being able to play and enjoy it myself. So Excellent. Um, since purchased a halfling team, so I'll definitely be getting stuck in next year. Mm. Well, notwithstanding the finals day, we're actually playing the final today, aren't we? Yes. So somewhat of a misnomer. Yes. <laughs> what was I referring to? I was referring to the... It, it was it was billed as the finals day. Right, of course, but run, run we ran out of time. Alex Leppard, the stunty guy, or the wild yes. card guy. And in true stunty incompetence style, we weren't able to finish it. If you had to describe Alex Leppard's performance as the stunty guy by way of a shape, what shape would he be and why? That is an excellent question. 
A dodecahedron. And why is that? Because uh, it's the wild card. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, very good. Strong answer. So the Wii League is concluding today, and we'll give you more commentary on the game as it progresses. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was also the sevens. Yes. Now, you took part in the sevens as well. I think remember I listeners that we had our podcast where we spoke about the pictures at length and how glorious the pictures yeah, were. Yeah, plugging those babies because they will be on sale at some point. Now, do we finally have a winner of the sevens? We do. And who won it? Well, it was a bit of a, an underdog situation. I think um, the two guys that got into the final were both maybe guys that you weren't expecting to win those semi-final matches. It was, uh, if I may say so, I mean, they're both decent bowlers, but maybe I think their opponents are pretty tough. Wouldn't you agree, Phil? Overrated, probably. Overrated. Uh, <coughs> but we had Nick and Dan uh, in the final. Dan with the Skaven and Nick with the Lamian Vamps. Indeed. And uh, Dan came out victorious. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations to Dan. Yeah, well done. So if we talk about each of their paths to get to the final, um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the group stages to one side because I can't remember who they played in their groups. I cannot remember that either. But the Lamian Vampires are a fumble team, is that right? Yes, yeah, so we have quite a few fumble teams. I think they they rose quite uh, quite highly in the in the sevens tournament. So the, the fumble Lamian Vampires, their vampires are stat-wise move seven, strength three, edge four, armor eight. Correct. Hypno, gaze, bloodlust, and importantly, dodge. Very importantly. And I believe that Nick took block on both of his He did, too. so he had a couple of lodging vampires, which is nice. Indeed. Um, and then we had Dan with his Skaven. Oh, sorry, just back to the vampires once more. Their positionals are human blitzers as well. Oh, yes, they get human blitzers. So we had two human blitzers, two lodging vampires. Do and the thralls have armor eight or something like that? Yes, they do. It's crazy, isn't it? That's I, I mean... I'm highly biased, I should say. That's a bit of a caveat because I got beaten by them and knocked out of the competition, but I still maintain that they're overpowered. I agree. I got knocked out <laughs> by them as well, but for information. And then we had Dan with just a scaping team, regular GW scaping team. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he had two gutter runners, um, no rat ogre, which I think was probably the right two, decision. Two blitzers and. Two blitzes, that's right. I'm sure you would. Um, oh, we, we, we are currently now joined by Pete, the, um, the organiser of the uh, London War Gaming Guild. Say hello, Pete. There's a time warp around me. Watch out, the game's may slow down. <laughs> Come give me a hug. You guys good up here? Yeah, we're fine, thanks. Yeah, cheers. Um, that, that was we're, we're so many special guests tonight. You know, also yeah. people coming down as well. That that is Pete, the slowest man in Bloodbombs. <laughs> also the uh, the leader of the London Wargaming Guild. Indeed, I, I I played him once, and it took probably the best part of three weeks to get to the conclusion. How did you cope? I murder, murder, murder. All sorts of other crimes as well, we're next to right. but it was okay. tough. Anyway, but, um, but back, back to the, um, the sevens. So the Skaven build was two gutter runners, two blitzers, lineups. And the blitzers both had one had tackle, one had mighty blow. Which, to be fairness, are very good skills, I think, in sevens. So we left his gutter runners raw. They were, they were unskilled. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea because the way we played it was that if you had a skill, it represented <laughs> them being a grizzled veteran who would also have niggled uh, injury. Mm. So probably quite wise on, on, a, on a gutter right, running. But they don't need them. They move nine no, yeah, that's it. As long as you keep them safe, then they can really do people over on a sevens pitch. 
So in this in the semi-finals, I beat the. Um, sorry, I lost to the Lightning Vampires. A very close game, and then Dan just absolutely steamrolled whoever he was playing, which I think was Tom Lloyd. It was Tom Lloyd and the Simians. So the two gamey teams, the Simians. And yeah, those gamey fumble teams. Both got smashed by um, what another fumble team. Well, exactly, team. yeah. But then, but then the regular GW team. Yeah. Congrats to them. And so well done to Dan for getting all the way there. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Nick for getting knocked out in the final. But um, yeah, sevens is pretty great, wasn't it? How many I players do we have in total sign up for that? Oh, God knows. We had four like, wow. regions, yeah. didn't we? Four, eight, twelve, and we sixteen. Had, yeah, sixteen. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So even, even like our satellite leagues there, a lot of people coming out to sign up for that. I think it was a bit of a revolution for us, wasn't it? Because um, it it's, it's not just a bit of a novelty. I think it genuinely provides a bit of an alternative because it's, yeah. it's so quick. You can play it in under an hour if you're really disciplined. So the genesis of the sevens, and correct me if I'm wrong, was I think Matt Wallace of UU fame and now one of the governors. I think it was one of his ideas and he wanted to take it forward. I think uh, he certainly took it forward. I'm not sure exactly who had the idea. I know Steve might have had something to do with it as well. And I think obviously Tom, Tom Lloyd had a... Had a do you think to say well, about it as well? I, I gainsayed the whole idea and I said actually this is unrealistic. We've got the DBL, <laughs> we've got other stuff going on, we've got the Wii Freely. You just poured shit on everything. Are, are people really going to be so enthused to do this? But next thing you know, we've got what, 12 of us at Loading yeah. Bar all playing Blood Bomb. And to be fair, like, it wasn't that many hours spent playing it. You know, it all went pretty quickly, didn't it? The, the, the speed of the game is a real attraction, I think. Yeah. The ability to play, play a game in 40 minutes. Exactly. It's not, it's not just the fact that it's, you know, less turns, less players, less things to do. I think the way that we did it was that we sort of spurned re-rolls. We decided that they weren't, you know, it wasn't cricket to have re-rolls. So that so really sped things nobody up. Nobody took re-rolls. Some no people took re-rolls. Oh, did they really? Oh, he might have taken a re-roll. Oh, he's terrible. He was, but, he was very But nobody, nobody stalled as well. I might have stalled at one point. <laughs> but to be fair, I was playing with a Chaos team, which were completely like the worst team to take. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that, that was the, uh, the DBR7s. All sorts of things that we do in the, in the off-season. And we're joined by another special guest now. We are joined by Lamarv. Hello. Join us, Lamarv. <laughs> this is Martin, the uh, first, first, yeah, we are first and only winner of the Cuckleberry Trophy in the DBL. Indeed. Still riding high from that one, I bet. <laughs> oh my word! Who else is going to tell me? Um, a logger, please. Uh, come to that'll be great. Thanks, mate. Right. Well, that that concludes this segment. I think they're getting close to half time in the game. So there was a bit of screaming a few minutes ago. I think something eventful must have happened. How are we going over here, gentlemen? Uh -oh. Again, oh, well, Tom, Tom Loyne is back. I'm going to take uh, pass away. Tom's going to come in. What's so, um, uh, what have you been talking about? Am I just we're, kind of... We're talking, we had a, a brief... We've done the Wii Free League. We've done the Sevens. Oh, okay. So, we're on the Wii... Oh, so, at the moment, I'm playing in the Wii Free League final. Yeah, we haven't got up to your game yet. So what has what has just been happening? We had a bit of uh, a kerfuffle. Uh, there was so, some murmuring. Oh, it's been very exciting. We've got the the new G is it new DBL Swamp uh, weather? Or is yeah. That so yeah, a bit of controversy, I guess. It's um, we, the the Wii Free League was a bit of a, tra uh, a testing ground for new rules, and we decided that we'd use the new DBL weather tables, um, and including one, the swamp, including the swamp. And the uh, one of the changes that we made is that we got rid of anything that involved bringing a template with you. So we had like a swamp, which uh, one was called Boggy Bog, which involved bringing a template to have on the pitch to represent the fact that a bog had emerged. 
most people didn't bring that with them, so we decided to change it to uh, was it the flies. Yeah, the flies. Yeah, yeah. So the the flies basically mean that uh, only short passes can be carried out and quick, short and quick. quick short and quick. Sorry, yeah, maximum short. Um, the big impact here being that um, anybody with the wild animal bonehead or really stupid skill uh, rolls a minus one on that on their rolls to, uh, so to see if they need a plus to activate. Yeah, exactly. And in this game, I'm playing against the Ogretonians who have five ogres to my two spawn. So it's been it's been a good half. I mean, um, I've been driving, but uh, Tom's managed to get the ball on the floor. Um, it's down in in his half near the end zone, but I've only got one turn, Tom, or two turns. I've got one turn now to get it into the end zone, and he's got some tackle days on. Okay. Stuff and is, on. is the score doable for him, or is that is it? No, is it, is no, it is he's now stopping me. Manic, game manic rush to defend the ball. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, and then we'll go into second offs and, and see what happens. But essentially, it's uphill against Tom at the, for Tom at the moment because of that that weather table, which is obviously really yeah. impacting his big. I've screwed him over entirely, really. Yeah, commissioners fucking over commissioners. Um, yeah. Is that the end of the, the Wii Free chat that you've been doing? Are you ready? Shall we wrap up here and go on into the... I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, James. And, You're um, quite welcome. And uh, we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, next week even, I think. Are we? Oh, yes, we are. We're talking DBL, aren't we? We've yeah, actually exactly. already talked about that. Yeah. Oh. Speak in a minute. Bye. Bye. Now, as usual, Blood Bowlers... This has turned into an absolute shit show, in that Phil was supposed to finish recording this episode, and uh, he clearly has not. So it falls to me, Morg, to host you through the last few minutes of this episode and bring us to a gentle close. Now hopefully you've enjoyed the helter-skelter and the hair and tear of the earlier part of this podcast, but let's, let's get a bit more gentle have a fireside chat and, and really get into the depth. No, we're not going to do that. Um, I just wanted to, you know, sort of round up. Uh, since we recorded this episode, um, actually, we had the DBL draft night and we talked in depth on uh, the next episode about that, which will be out soon. Um, and as I speak tonight, we're preparing for Borak Bowl tomorrow. There are a few tickets left uh, and this is going out tonight. So in theory, you could hear this and buy a ticket. Uh, but if not, I look forward to seeing... Uh, all of you lovely bowlers tomorrow and uh, and in the future and look out for our next episode on the DBL draft thank you so much for listening ta-da